and welcome to episode 227. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian, and this is the only podcast that says... You'll excuse me for cribbing this. We are assembled here today to pay final respects to our honored dad. Of my friend, I can only say this. Of all the souls I've encountered in my travels... His was the most human. There you go. Yeah. Um, I was telling you about it, and if you're on my Facebook, you already know this, but I had to put Dritz down today. Yeah. My friend of 19 years. Yes. He wasn't my pet. You know, I wasn't his master. I didn't own him. Yeah, yeah. He was my friend. He sure was. You know, I was thinking about like you know, like all everybody always says like my my dog was the best dog ever. My cat was the best cat ever, and, and you're right. Like for your experience, you're absolutely correct. You know, I don't doubt that for a second. I, I don't besmirch anybody, anything, but I, like I said, he was my friend. Sure. You know. Yeah, that's how Remy was with me. I get it. Me and Nance were talking about him. You know, like, all the little things. Like, when I lived in the apartment, I had that that big chair. You yeah. could sit behind my head. Like, you know, like look, like looking over my shoulder. Like, I can't even describe like 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 some villain. You know? <laughs> like, and... It was like stupid stuff like that, like the way he just kind of like he would sit with me or he'd sit on me or hit, you know. There was a it's weird to say because he's just a cat. I understand that, but there was definitely a, a connection that was more than just. I don't mean that in a romantic way. Don't even go there, Thad, but. We did. We had. This, we just had this connection. I can't describe it. That, that I'm gonna have a hard time sleeping tonight. Yeah. He slept next to me. Like he slept on the bed up by my head. You know. He slept on the table next to the bed. Like he was there. I could reach out and I could touch him. And yeah. Tonight's gonna be a hard night trying to sleep knowing he's not there. Yeah, I hear that. So, <clears throat> you crack open this Red Bull for you, my friend. <laughs> man, I cheesed the shit out of it too, man. Like I got, I took, we went to my parents' house to to bury him, and uh, mm. Dad had to go inside for a second, and I was, I finished burying him. And I was sitting, and it's, and we we buried him all the way back. If you know my backyard, like it's like all the way back. It's like this vacant garage in the back of our yard that refuses to collapse it on itself. But we buried him like back by that garage where like mm-hmm. that the mulberry tree used to be. Yeah. And uh, there's a the, there's a stump there still. So I'm sitting on the stump, and. Uh, I'm just sitting there and I'm looking at the grave and I just I played uh 
Never Let You Go by Steelhouse. Mm. <laughs> like, it was just like, just sat there. I just put it on my phone. I just sat there playing, and I'm just thinking, you know, I never let you go, buddy. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> and my sister came down. I'm like, no, oh, that's embarrassing. Don't mind <laughs> me. <laughs> sure. Just wallowing in my tears. Yeah. <laughs> I need a fat Scotsman to play uh, yeah. Amazing Grace right now on his bagpipes. Could we have that, please? Yeah. You know. So, so enough of that. That's uh. There's a piper down <laughs> from walking up that hill. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> how are you, sir? How are you doing this this fine week? Pretty good. Yeah. Just uh, working a lot. Went to big rigs today. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. What did you get yourself? I just got uh, brisket, beans, and cornbread. Nice. Yeah. I took Elliot. She ate. She got mac and cheese, brisket, mm. and cornbread. Nice. Mhm. Sounds like a nice little visit you had there. Yeah, I went school. We went school shopping today. Yeah. So I took her out there, and then. Uh, after I took her to Old Navy, and then after Old Navy, we went to Big Rigs. Yeah. And I popped in the back. I went to the bathroom, and I looked in the as I saw it, it was open. And I'm like, I think that's the owner. I didn't know because he had the mask on when I first yeah. met him. And there was a couple big guys in there, and I didn't know. And yeah. I said, you the owner? And I was like, oh, it's not my man from the podcast. I just brought my kid in, you know. Yeah. I just wanted to say hey. And, and uh yeah, but the food was great. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I've been in there enough. He knows me. He's like, hey, Sean, how you doing? Yeah. That's nice. It's like, <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, I'm still kind of hurting from the surgery. Not hurting, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm yeah. still watching what I eat. Right. And uh, that's something I can eat because it's the fucking brisket's so good it just melts in your mouth. But, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> what I'm saying is yeah. it uh, – you know, it's soft enough, you know, yeah. to where I can eat it. So, yeah. And plus, I got cornbread and, you know, the beans, yeah. and it's like a perfect meal. So, yeah. Big Rigs, you saved my life today. But, uh, <laughs> but it was good. I mean, I, just, I loved it. Yeah. That's good. And there was an older guy in there. He had some. We sat down and started eating. There was an older guy in there today. And it looked like he had some. He was handicapped. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, there wasn't that many people in there. There was maybe one other table way in the back. And uh looked like he was having trouble. <laughs> like he had two canes, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Something yeah. messed up with his knees and feet. And he couldn't get out of his chair, so I helped him get out of his chair. Oh, wow. I was like, I'm, uh, I'll move the furniture for you, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you got to be careful in that situation because you don't want to overstep your bounds because then it looks like you, you know, yeah, you know, you're taking their independence away. In this, you right. know what I mean? Like, oh you, yeah. And he was trying, but he just couldn't get past the table. And I, so I moved the table out for him and stuff. Yeah. 
But uh, I love that place, man. <laughs> Good shit. Yeah. So we ate there, and then uh, yeah. that's about it. Well, when, then, Wednesday. Go yeah. ahead. No, go ahead. And found my sister has COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. That sucks. Yeah. And really, that's yeah. I I swear I watched something on TV. But uh, it'll come to me when you start talking. Yeah. Well, Wednesday, um, Nancy was like, I'm in the mood for pizza. Nancy's never in the mood for pizza. Ever. And I was like, well, I want to take advantage of this. You know? Yeah. And it, I wasn't, I, I, we went to Anthony's cold fi- coal-fired pizza in Monroeville. Okay. And it's like a... It's in that Miracle Mile, like yeah. but all the way well, to the end. Yeah. Huh? yeah, I know where it's at. Yeah, but uh, that shit was good. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I wouldn't say. It's tough because like it's like, a like, Rockaway Pizza is like really fucking good. Uh-huh. And this is probably. In the same ballpark. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, the sauce was delicious. It had, like, a nice garlicky flavor to it. Uh-huh. And um, you know, because it's coal-fired, like, it, like they advertising, our, our ovens are at 900 degrees. Yeah. You know, um, the, 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 the crust, is, crust is nice and crisp. Uh-huh. You know? So even though it's a thin crust pizza, uh, it's not saggy. It's got a nice crispness to it because of the way it's cooked. Mm. And um, oh, we just had pepperoni. The pepperoni was delicious. It, it wasn't the cup, so but you know, mm. can't have everything. But it was it was really really good. And we also had um, I, they, they meatballs as an appetizer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the um. Garlic knots. Mm. The garlic knots were delicious. And like everything's cooked in the, the fucking oven. And it was just amazing. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, a little pricey, but well worth the price of admission. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the thing I'm kind of learning that Nancy's kind of taught me is like, you know, there's a reason a $5 foot long is $5. You know, that's not gourmet eating, Sean. So, so like when you're going out someplace and you're getting good food, you're going to pay a little bit more for it. And, you know, this was certainly worth worth the price. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I watched He-Man. Well, not He-Man, but Masters of the Universe Revelations. Yeah. How was that? It's really good. Yeah, I tried to find. I couldn't find it. I don't know why. It's on Netflix. I know. I tried. I swear yeah. to God. That's weird. Yeah, because I was gonna watch it the other day, and I just could not find the shit. So I just ended up watching another episode of Buck Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it. It's not like I wasn't a big He-Man fan back in the day. 
but um and I don't want to ruin it for you but like I understand like I understand why people are a little upset with how they they told the story and what, okay. what, what, actually, what the story that they told like why it upset them to a certain extent but I gotta say, just get over it, because it's a really good fucking story. You know? Like, I, I, I don't want to get into the controversy, because it's going to spoil it for you. You should really watch it and enjoy it for what it is. But, um, I haven't seen this kind of just anger towards something since The Last Jedi. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, I mean, th- there are people, like, online, like, on Twitter and on Facebook, like, they're just, like, fuck Kevin Smith and this fucking story. This is bullshit. I'm like, I get there was no There was no stories to the original He-Man anyway. No. Dude, that was like a... <laughs> That was there was no stories really to that. Yeah. I mean, like I, I don't know what people that they that was made those those original things were made from toys. Yeah. And they it's not like they had great writers no. writing the shit. It was all written to sell toys. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, it was like, but it was like one of those deals where it was like I just couldn't believe like I mean I I, I can because of the the story that they told. Like, after I watched, I'm like, okay, I get why people were pissed, but, like, get over it, because the reason you're pissed just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, I mean, it's one, if you, if you just didn't like the story, like, I, I, I encountered one guy who's like, I just didn't like the story. Mm. Fine. Okay. I, you know, but, like, there are other people that, like, I was like, wow, this is, Okay. But I mean, even the toys were dumb. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean, like, but that, that's like the that's like the big hurdle they have to overcome. Like, you know, <laughs> oh shit, it's Stinkor. Yeah, dude, I know. Yeah. I mean, outside, <laughs> outside of no, seriously. Outside of He-Man, Stratagos, Man-at-Arms, what's-her-name? Tila. Tila, the cat, Skeletor, huh? Cringer. Cringer, Skeletor, the man-beast dude, and one more bad guy, I think. I mean, outside of those guys, I mean, really. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else was kind of like, eh, Ram Man. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Come on. No, I get what you're saying because it, it is. It's like, there are moments where, like, you're just like, oh, I bet they were just wishing they could change these fucking names. You know? <laughs> right, dude. Like, how dare you, Merman? You know? <laughs> right, dude. I shit just, like that. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, outside of, like I said, outside of those characters, 
really everybody else was just kind of too fucking weird to even put into words especially ram man yeah that was the fisto. weirdest uh, fisto yeah that was one yeah there, there was some like like fisto. just some i mean corniness i guess i mean you know I mean, at one point they're like you know oh it's stink or you know oh, just, yeah i mean come on like, oh that's so bad they're hurting yeah so anyway i just i don't know I don't have any expectations for it because, you know. I'll tell you now, it's very good. Like, yeah, I think you'll enjoy, if you sit back and enjoy it for what it is, it's a very good story. <clears throat> yeah. You know, it's just, it's like hardcore, I'll put it this way, hardcore He-Man fans are pissed. But if you realize it's not called He-Man, it's called Masters of the Universe, you get over it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I, that's yeah. that's as far as I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> Not enough He Man form. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Okay. So I this mean, is like an origins type of thing. No. Oh, okay. Like even Orko, like this this is like an, an Orko is like the snarf of the He Man universe. Snarf. 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 Even worse, because at least like Snarf, like you know, seems somewhat adorable. Like Orko is just like flat out like, dude, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, he was a Jar Jar Binks of of the He Man universe, and even Orko comes across as a sympathetic character. Yeah, like they wrote Orko brilliantly. Really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Like by the end of it, you're gonna be like, "Fuck yeah, Orko," which I never <laughs> thought I would say. Like I yeah, never, never. Realized, I think like Orko is the fucking goat, you know. Snarf, 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 snarf. Thank you. So, but I watched that over the last weekend. Like I, after we finished, the, I've like watched like the first three episodes and finished off on Sunday. Mm. And then uh, on Monday, I watched A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place 2. I watched A Quiet Place 2. Yeah. That's some good shit. Those are, I, I never watched the first one. Oh. So, like, watching them back to back like that was, like, intense. Yeah. You know? It was good, but, right? <clears throat> they're both fantastic movies. Yeah. yeah. I think they're equal. Yeah, the second one might even be better, but uh, I just I really liked it. Yeah, good good writing. Yeah, like the, like, whole, the whole baby in the trunk thing with the oxygen, I thought that yeah. was fucking brilliant. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, in the first one, like John Krasinski's, like you know. But I mean, it's like we all know that dude can act, you know. Right. And Emily Emily Blunt's like just Emily Blunt, like you just know, like you yeah. know. But like it was like that, particularly that first movie, because it was so quiet and there was so act, little actual dialogue, right. like him acting with his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
like you know like like his eyes getting huge when like you know the kid turns on the space the spaceship oh yeah 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 you know it was shit like that that you're just like, i mean and that carries through throughout the the entire movie like you know he the way they have to act in that first movie mm-hmm. because they have to stay so quiet in the second movie there's a lot more dialogue because they're right. you know once you get to the steel mill and shit well they figure it out yeah right. yeah i mean yeah, they figure it out too but but still like like there's a level of quiet you have to keep but they like because they're underground and they're in that steel mill and shit, they they, they kind of talk a little bit more, yeah. you know. Um, I, I just liked how the op- the second one opened. Yeah, I loved it. I, I just thought it was oh, this is epic. You know what I mean? How how the second movie opened, and all of a sudden that creature just took starts take t- took out that dude on the sidewalk. I was like, yeah. holy fuck! That set me back. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I mean, like I was like, oh, my God, that's really good, you know. And, and so as a second one, as it went further and further along, uh, the more I liked it. It's crazy. And, you know, hats off to Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast favorite Killian Murphy. Oh, yeah, man. He was that, great, too. That, that dude is amazing. Like anything he's in, he's fucking amazing in. You know, you know, I, I looked down. It was toward uh, toward the end, and uh, I looked down, and and then I, you know, I looked back up, and all of a sudden that kid was on that dock. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit! Did to kill him? Did he just? Is he losing his shit? Yeah. <laughs> Because at first I thought, I was like, yeah. is he seeing his dead daughter? I mean, like, yeah. is, am I fucked? Is he fucked up here? Is he going to kill everybody? You know, like, yeah. what's happening? But it didn't end up being like that. But yeah. that's the way I thought it was going. I was like, he's seeing his dead kid because that kid's not seeing what he's seeing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I, was, I told Nancy, like, we're sitting there watching. I'm like, yeah, this is some real walking dead shit right here. Yeah. I was like, what yeah. is fucking going on? But that whole scene was good. Right, and then like the whole thing with the setup of like you know, well they couldn't get to that island. Spoiler alert, mm. they couldn't get to that island because they can't swim. But yet they had set up that that other one was on that boat, and they even set up like if you watch like that that like their boats going to the island, and the other one's still on the boat rocking it. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, it was like it was a nice setup to like the crescendo, you know. Yeah. Like you're like you're like oh, how the fuck did that happen? Well, they kind of set it up and let you know it was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I even kind of said to myself, that one's stranded on that boat. I wonder where that boat's going to end up. Yeah. You know, and lo and behold, you know, but um, it was good. It was, it was very good. Both, both movies were very, very good. I I was, uh, I really enjoyed them both and, um, highly recommend it. Nancy convinced me to watch them with them. Yeah. So I, I knew they were there, and I was like, eh, they're good movie. It's a first was a good movie. I don't know about the second one. Yeah. You know. And she's like, yeah, I'm gonna sit down and watch them. I'm like, okay. Pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I watched. Um, I start watching that <clears throat> American Horror Stories. Yeah. You know those short things. Yeah. It's pretty good. A couple I've seen are, are pretty good. 
Yeah. I liked a lot. Then I watched another short. Uh, some Tom Clancy thing from 2016 or something. Mm. I, I was like, I didn't, I didn't realize it was a short. Yeah. I thought it was a movie. I was like, I never saw this before. <laughs> I mean, I usually watch stuff like that, you know what yeah. I mean? And, uh, especially with, I'm pretty sure it was Tom Clancy. I was like, anything associated with that, I usually watch because I yeah. like it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, this, the main storyline was like pandemic hit this, and this was done in 2016. Yeah. Uh, pandemic hit, and uh, it's just I, I'm not going to spoil it actually, but it, it's just really good. Yeah. I mean, like you'd be shocked. Like I wished it was more than 30 minutes long. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's a very well-told story, a 30-minute well-told story. Right. Like, it was really good. You know what I mean? About sleepers. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was it was good. So. But it, it's funny how these movies were released, like these pandemic-style movies were released way before COVID happened. Yeah. You know? So it's oh, yeah. kind of like, huh. It's like maybe people need to watch this and maybe think to themselves, this is what could be happening right now. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Destruction of our civilization. But uh, anyway. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so I don't know if you heard the news or not, um, but apparently both Chris Chittenbaum and uh, Jody Whitaker are going to be stepping down from Doctor Who next year. Oh, really? No, yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah, apparently, like, they're going to fill, like, the, the latest season is going to air this year, and next year they're going to do, like, three specials. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the third special, someone new takes over. Yeah. You haven't been into the Jodie Whittaker Doctor at all, have you? No, I haven't. I, I don't know. I just haven't just haven't watched it. I don't I don't know why. It just kind of fell out. Yeah. It was on the radar for a long time, and then it just kind of. Yeah, which is odd I mean, because just, I mean, like yeah, this is like your thing. I know. I I don't know. I just. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know why. I I don't know. I don't know. I I think I had such a good run with Tenet, and. Um, Matt Smith, and then I, and then I liked what's his name, Peter Capaldi. I, Peter Capaldi. I didn't like him at first, but then he like really, really grew on me. Yeah. And then he then he left. Right. Then I was kind of left like, eh, I just don't want to do it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just don't want to go through it again. Yeah. Um, I applauded the fact that they had a woman doctor. Um, yeah. But I just couldn't get into it. I had trouble getting into the Cabaldi one too at first. Yeah. Those three episodes, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. But the, as the darker he got, the better I liked him. Yeah. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, that, that episode with the uh, those aliens that, that can, you know, change the shape changing aliens, like, yeah, that whole. Yeah. The war doctor speech. I was like, 
That's good shit right there. Mm, That's where he became the doctor, you know? Yeah, it's just good stuff, you know? Yeah. And I just, maybe I just didn't want to be disappointed again. I mean, that could, you know. I I definitely think, like, Jodie Whittaker has shown flashes where I thought, okay, yeah, she's the doctor, you know? Yeah. Um, And then... But I think she's been hampered. I, 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 you know, and I, Chris Chinnaball, I, I understand is a very good writer, you know. Yeah. He, he, but I, I, just, I definitely feel like even though he was a, a Doctor Who fan, I think he's out of his element, trying to do a Doctor Who storyline. Yeah. <clears throat> and I hate to say that, because uh, I think her Doctor has suffered because of his writing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And but um. But I also think like they, they had too many components. Like they, she had three companions. Well, now they've got her down to two, and one's a new one. And you know, it, it, it's like I always feel like the dynamic is best when it's like a doctor and a companion that yeah. travel together. Now you could have reoccurring characters like a, a a a Jack Harkness who comes in for two or three episodes goes away and comes back for two or three episodes but like overall like having like multiple companions like that i think hampers the storyline because the connection is supposed to be the companion is our connection to the doctor right you know and i threw three companions i never felt like there's any one connection right i think that was probably the one of the bigger mistakes that they made as well is the, having the multiple companions like that. But I, I think, you know, I, I certainly have high hopes. Like, you know, I don't know what direction I want them to go in next time. Yeah. You know, but, uh, I'm, I'm more to see who they get to do the show running and to see who's the next doctor. Yeah. Like whoever's going to be writing the doctor you know, we'll set the tone for what, what, how the character is. Right. You know, and uh, so hopefully, fingers crossed, they get somebody who can, who can get us on a, on a good path again. Yeah, I just, I just felt that the, I just felt that it peaked with Matt Smith. I do too. Like I like and... Capaldi. There's a lot of things I like about Capaldi. But you're right. Like it, like that one season, it was like it was all Clara. Like Clara was the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like Clara, but not this much. And then, you know, like kind of like after that, like Capaldi, like really picked up. You know. But, yeah. Um. You're right. Like I, it, it felt like like after Matt Smith, man, it's tough. Yeah, because I mean, like the Matt Smith run was just huge. Yeah. And. I mean, the tenant stuff was good. It just, like, it, it was just climbing up that mountain. You know what I mean? And uh, the last year, you know, the last year of tenant, and then the final episode just reached that top, and then it just plateaued, and it just went, and it was just all of Matt Smith stuff was so good. And then it just kind of went, eh. After he ended, I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know. But it was like a thing of, of like, uh, 
like both Tennant and Smith, <clears throat> and even going back to Christopher Eccleston, like yeah. they carried that darkness of like you know the Time War. Yeah, 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 yeah. Capaldi really doesn't carry that. No. You know, Jodie Whittaker kind of doesn't carry that like 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 those guys did, particularly Tennant. Like Tennant, Tennant's the Dark Doctor. Beyond a sure. shadow of a doubt, he's the Dark Doctor. You know? Yeah, yeah. And Tennant was so freaking good. He was. <laughs> you know, and it's like one of those things where like with Matt Smith, like the darkness, like that dark side was there. But you could see like it was a struggle within the the doctor character to push that back. Yeah. You know, he had Amy Pond. He had yeah. um Rory. The whole thing though too is that Amy Pond <laughs> stuff was really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. That was really good stuff. I mean, she really added a lot to that series. Yeah. I mean Karen um, Gillan knocked that out of the park for the And so did what's her name? Um River Song. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. added so much to that series. It was just a, it was a good blend of yeah. people um, that I just felt like was absolutely perfect. The way Amy went out, I wasn't into, but oh, I was. But I mean, I get it. But yeah. I mean, um, it was just there was just some, I just felt that, especially in the beginning of that, um, um. Matt Smith stuff was just really good writing. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> Especially when they get start getting into faces bow. Yeah. I don't know. That was anyway. still tenant. Tenant tenant. Yeah, that was yeah, that was tenant. Yeah. And tenant was good. Yeah. Yeah, but like with, with Smith, like it was like when you got into like the silence. Yeah, the silence. And, like, all, all the shit with, like, you know, you know, the Amy's baby. Yeah. Like, and that, like, that, that whole scene, like, you know, when, when River Song finally shows up, he's like, where the fuck were you? I yeah, come right. whenever you fucking call. You know, they finally, like, everybody learns the truth at that moment, and you're just like, oh, sh- shit, this is. This is next level deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real deep. And like, and and the funny thing is, like, you end up going back, like all the way back to the library with Tennant. That first episode you meet River Song in, uh. and it's just like you just part putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Like yeah. the pieces of the puzzle were laid in that episode. Yeah, yeah. You know, you go back and you rewatch it, and you're just like, "Oh shit, it was kind of all here to begin with." You know, yeah. That 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 is such an amazingly well written character, right? You know, and then like at the end, like you know, with Capaldi and like the uh, the whole um, the the many husbands of River Song, and like I, that's such a great episode, you know. <laughs> Hello, sweetie. You know. Yeah, yeah. Even like that moment because she doesn't know he's the doctor, and like she's bringing him into the TARDIS, and he's like, "Finally, it's my turn." You know, and he goes, "He's like, it's 
bigger on the inside. Like, he's like, 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 like he has, he gets, he gets to have that moment that everybody else on the show gets to have of like, you know, it's bigger on the inside. You know, that's such yeah, a yeah. great moment. Yeah. yeah. Like, and she's like, yes, yes, yes. I know it's bigger on the inside. It's a whole thing. <laughs> oh, good stuff. <clears throat> yeah, some real good stuff. So I guess I mean the question I ask you because like you're not into the doctor right now. Will it change? It kind might of bring I, you back in. Yeah, I think I just need some. I don't know. I, I I don't know. Maybe. I guess it depends on who the doctor is and how good the writing is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then I probably won't start it. I'll probably catch on to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just. I don't know. It's really just tough to replace those old doctors. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, think about it. How long was Tenet a doctor? How many seasons? I I think... I think it was like four seasons and then like the specials. Like he did like like three specials. And then Matt Smith was... I think he was like four seasons, three seasons, four seasons, something like yeah. that. I think four, because I think three of them were with the pawns, and one was with Clara. Oh, God, Clara. Yeah. Yeah. And Capaldi was three seasons. Yeah. And this is two for her, right? This will be three. Three and one. Yeah. <laughs> I this will be her third season, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, like, I, there's a reason you don't know. I mean, it, it, I guess, like I said, like, I mean, like the episodes, like, I can't think of one episode that stands out during her time. Right. Maybe the, 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 the spy, was it spy called spy? There was one where like, like they end up, you know, at the end, it's like, you know, the, the, it's the master, you know, it's a different yeah. version of the master. And you're just like, oh, you're okay. But you know, Missy. Right. You know, like even the master, I was like, oh, come on. Too soon. You know, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. That, that was like, but that was like an okay episode. Like, like there's no episode that like, like I hate saying that. Cause it sounds like, you know, oh, you just don't like her cause she's a girl. Like, no, that's not the case at all. It's just like, Unfortunately, there hasn't been an episode to me that stands out as like an episode where she like really claims the doctor mantle. Right. But, you know, a lot of times in those episodes with Tennant and, you know, Matt Smith, it's almost like, I don't want to sound weird by saying it's like, well, this is their Emmy, Emmy, Emmy uh, acting moment right here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's usually those moments in those. You know, he's either giving a speech or they're talking to a dialect or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, um, he's confronting the dialects or, you know, you know, you know, you understand what I mean? Like, yeah, like there's that moment, like Matt Smith's final moment. Right. Right. Like, you know what I mean? But I think the difference is final. Right. The, the final moment. But like there's always there's a moment where like that actor claims the mantle of the doctor. Right. Like, and with, with Tenet, it was that first episode. Like yeah. that moment where he has a sword fight with the alien at the end, like he throws that app with like, I'm a man who doesn't give second. I don't like, I don't know what kind of man I am. 
I'm not a man who gives second chances, you know, and like, right. you know, the trap door, I mean, that's like right there. You're the doctor. Okay. I'm in. Correct. And with Matt Smith, it's kind of like the first episode as well. Like he was a little bit like, you're like, okay, he's a little bit kookier. He's a little bit quirkier, but he's, he was doc, you know, but he, he, he buy, he buy into it like right away. With Capaldi, it was several episodes before, like, you really were kind of like, okay, now, nah, yeah, he's a doctor, you know? Yeah, like, I, I, I just remember one. Yeah, it was a couple episodes. Cause, yeah, I, it was the episode with, like, the, the two-dimensional aliens and, like, the TARDIS was shrinking. Yeah. And then they finally got the – and he comes out. He's like, and you're going to force me to play my role of the monster killer. And, you know, and he steps out of the TARDIS and – jackets blowing in the wind like something out of a John Woo movie. You're just waiting for the fucking doves to go flying by. You know? And you know, he does his thing and you're just like, oh shit, yeah, he is a doctor, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but she like hasn't had that moment where I kind of go, yeah, she's a doctor. Like, I, I'm like, I know she's a doctor, but there hasn't been that that moment for me. You know, they really started that Matt Smith thing off really well, too. Yeah. Like, coming to young Amy Pond and yeah, fish sticks and custard and... The raggedy you know I man. Like, yeah, the raggedy man and then yeah. him coming back and, yeah, he didn't realize and yeah. she's older. I mean, it's, just, it was, it's just really good writing. I mean, like, yeah. and I think the... I think the uh, interaction between the two of them was just amazing. Yeah. You know, it's just, just really good. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's tough to beat. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, you're watching such an epic. You're watching these epic seasons, and I can tell you it's epic because you know we waited for the Christmas special. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know what I mean. Like, right. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait. You know what I mean? Like, this is like. Top notch stuff, you know. <laughs> I think that's again the difference. Like those seasons felt epic. They did. Every episode felt epic in a way. Right. Like you were just like, you know, it was must see TV. And unfortunately, you know, for Chinnenbaum, he just hasn't had like it doesn't feel epic. <laughs> nah, it just feels like a series you watch every week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's the problem. Like, Capaldi had some epic moments. There were there were there there were some episodes where you're like, okay, this is like this is how Doctor Who feels. Like, you can hear the music. Like, it, you know, it, it felt like Doctor Who again. But you know, with with unfortunately under Chinnenbaum and um and her, it just it 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 that they, they don't feel epic. They just feel like stories that you're telling with the Doctor. You're just kind of coming back down the mountain again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, really. And I, and when I first watched that first episode of even Capaldi, I was just like, man, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, let's have a slow ride down the mountain. Let's just, you know, let's not. I mean, come on with the dinosaur. I, I was just like, well, I think the thing, the thing with that episode is that episode had to serve a purpose because yeah. the BBC had pushed really, really hard particularly in America with Matt Smith. Yeah. Like I remember when like the Matt Smith transition was taking place, like, like they were advertising on the back of comic books, you know, 
this is the new Doctor Who. You know, it, 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 it yeah. was, there was a big promotional push, and I felt they brought a lot of people in at that time with Matt Smith. And I felt like that was the first time in a very long time they felt they had to explain themselves. Like, yeah. this is why Matt Smith is no longer here. This is why you have this guy. And it was all, it was very much a an episode of, like, trying to give you this new audience who doesn't understand the character quite as well an understanding of what's happening. Yeah. And that, that I think that's where that episode suffered, maybe the, the first couple after that. But there is, like, a great moment where, like, Capaldi's sitting, like, in the TARDIS with Clara, and he's like, I need to ask you a question. And she's like, sure, ask me anything. And he's like, am I a good man? Yeah. You know, like, and that's like, you're like, oh, shit. That's another one of those moments where he kind of claims that mantle a little bit more. Like, you're like, yeah, he's trying really hard to be the doctor, but the writing is keeping him from being the doctor, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, again, like, you know, I I hope this next season of Doctor Who is fantastic. I, I hope it... You know, they knock it out of the park. I hope the three specials they do in 2022 are great. And I hope, you know, we, we move on to the next chapter of uh, the, the character. But we can do so and maybe turn it around and make it what it used to be is this, this epic show that was must see every week. Like you didn't want to miss an episode. Right, right, right. You know, bring back that excitement. Oh, well, hopefully they can. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There was some other uh, big news that broke yesterday. Mm. Apparently, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> yeah. For, um, a, a, I guess they're calling it a breach of contract. Mm. Because apparently, like from Black Widow, part of her payout is based upon box office sales right so disney announces that like opening weekend they took in 218 million dollars worldwide for for black widow yeah however 60 million of that was from disney plus yeah she doesn't get anything from disney plus right so like i did the math let's just say she gets five cents on the dollar for Uh everyone for every dollar spent to see Black Widow, she gets five cents. Right. If you take sixty million and you, you know, you you, you do the math, that's three million dollars that she's out. Right. You know, that's out of her payout. Right. Right. I see your point. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. I get that, and and apparently, um. Emma Emma Stone's joining in on this. Apparently, she's uh, because of the way they released Cruella was the same way, right? With the Disney Plus premium option, you know, thirty thirty dollar pay per view essentially, right? Um, and apparently, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are approaching Paramount about how they handled A Quiet Place too, and how quickly it ended up on Paramount Plus, right? So. Like, I, I understand, like, we're talking about millionaires fighting with billionaires in this case. But what what, we're, what I think it comes down to is this, again, is going to 
help dictate how we consume movies in the future. Right. You know, I mean, if if contracts can be rewritten so that like you get a percentage of the streaming service revenue, sure. Then, you know, and that's I, how they're going to have to do it. Yeah. But like the question becomes like, and I, again, like you know, we're we're in different times right now, and. You know, when when Disney when when Disney and Marvel moved Black Widow to you know this July date, mm-hmm. when they did it, they did announce at that time that it would be same day on Disney Plus for a premium price. Right. You know, um, you know Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. Thus far, I have not heard anything where it's going to be available on Disney Plus. Right. Uh, same same thing with um, uh, not the immortals, the Eternals. The Eternals, yeah. yeah. You know, th- there's not been nothing about that. Uh, now, I mean, who knows? That may change with the old Delta variant firing up its engine. But <laughs> um, at the, but at the same time, it's like that 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 deal of like, you know, Disney had announced this well in advance. This wasn't something that they a last minute decision that they made. Right. Um, but based upon that success, like sixty million dollars coming from Disney Plus, that's a nice chunk of change. Right. I'm sure Disney's very happy with that. Right. You know. And they don't have to share that. <laughs> right. But yeah. at the same time, like if I'm an actor, like now I'm gonna, you know, if if this is gonna be the model going forward. I want to slice that pie. Right, sure. You know. And they should have it. I mean. Right. But I just, I, I wonder if, now that'll discourage that type of behavior by the studios. Like to, and also like with the Krasinski deal and Emily Blunt, like, cause, you know, Krasinski directed that, Emily Blunt stars mm-hmm. in it. I'm sure they're getting something on the back end. But having it like, Within 45 days, available on Paramount Plus, that that's gonna cut into you know them a bit. Yeah, yeah. So I just like I I wonder like how like these agencies and the and you know this representation for actors is gonna try to glom on to that, and if it doesn't change, like okay, well maybe we need to rethink our strategy. Mm-hmm. On how we're releasing these movies, you know, or or you know, transition to streaming service. Like, it's like this whole thing has become like a Pandora's box, right? You know, and the digger, the, the the deeper you dig into it, just the messier it gets. I think we're. <laughs> I think they're just gonna have to fi- just how to figure out the contracts with the actors, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, but I mean, but like, it's also like, you know, how much of that pie are you willing to give up as a streaming service? Yeah, I know. Well, we have what's that? Uh, Jungle Cruise coming out now too soon. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that has the same the, the same day deal. Yeah, I don't know either. I can't. I haven't logged. I don't know. Yeah. I think it does. I think I think it's coming out. 
I don't know. I'll have to look at it. But. Yeah. It is. I know. It's a very weird. It's like it's just it's interesting like how like I mean how COVID has kind of completely changed the entertainment industry. <laughs> like it's a it's a weird thing to say. Like you know, of all the things like you know, we're not gonna get into the politics of it all, but. You know, it, but it is from a, an entertainment standpoint, a movie-going standpoint. It's very interesting how this has changed how like everything's kind of being looked at now. Right. You know, from you know the movie-going experience to the streaming services to how people are getting paid. Like, it, there's a lot of machinations to this now. That right. you know. And I feel like just there are more dominoes to fall. Like that, that week, you had your tooth pull. Like me and Nancy talked about. Like you know, we could be seeing the end of premium services soon. Right. You know, based upon what what we're you know we're seeing with how, how some of these dominoes are falling, and it's like I can't imagine life without premium services. Yeah. Like that's been a part. Like HBO has been a part of my life. Like almost all of my life. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> there are very few constants, and HBO has been one of them. You know, as weird as that is to say, it's always been there. You know, yeah. and it's like it's that thing of like, you know, based upon like the with the way streaming services are going, like <laughs> what, what's keeping premium services on cable around? Right, not much. Remember the HBO magazine you got? The little magazine? Oh, that was the best. <laughs> I loved that thing. Because like, it would give you, like, like it was like a TV guide. But yep. then, like, also had, like, like, several pages of, like, descriptions of the movies. Yeah, yeah. If it was a big movie, it, like, had a full page. Yep. You know? Like, it was, like, the best thing ever. I loved that little magazine. It ran you through the whole month. Yeah. Hour, hour by hour. Yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, I would read that thing cover to cover. <laughs> I, I look forward to that coming in the mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It was cool. Yeah. I should, you know, all, all those years we should have saved one. Yeah. But I loved that thing. It was like, I don't know, your god, man. Yeah, it was. And what was coming on TV? Well, I mean, like, you know, the concept of the TV guide has gone the way of the dodo. Right. You know, because it's all right there on your TV, you know. Right, right. I know. But, like, I mean, there was even a time where, like, you didn't have the guide, but you had, like, the channel that had the guide, and it would, like, scroll through. So you, like, turn on that channel and watch it for five minutes trying to find something to watch. Yes, exactly. You know. Like the weirdest fucking shit. Yeah. And then that need to buy a TV guide. God, that was expensive. Yeah. And it got even worse. The less popular it got, the more expensive it right. got. Right. I remember Grandma Papcoon, they had a subscription to TV guide. Yeah, I know. I used to love, like, you know, here's the new TV guide, Sean. I'd sit there and read that thing cover to cover. Yeah. Like, like you know, because like you'd like go through and it'd be like there'd be like little mini movie posters in there, like, you know, this week on chips. And you're like, oh shit, look, look at Paunch and John Ellis action packed. 
you know. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> Speaking of. Doesn't know you're watching chips now. No, no. I'm just sticking with Buck Rogers. Okay. But, uh, oh, and the second episode. Yeah. Does have the disco part. Oh, that's tremendous. Oh, he's like, the disco. Yeah, he's like, yeah. It's called getting down. Yeah. I'm like, oh. oh. At one point, I thought this was timeless, and then you. <laughs> And you know, and then you show Twinkie, he's moving his arms, na 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 na. Yeah. Meany meany meany. I'm like, come on. I think I think Twinkie said groovy at one point. Oh yeah. I'm like, Whoy, just get through the episode. Yeah. No there was a good, at his finest. Right, but there was good points in the episode. I mean, like there yeah. was a good story behind all this in the episode, and I was like. Yeah. Just get past this, Ian. You just gotta watch for five more minutes. Just get past it, and then the storyline will take back over. And it was good. Yeah. I mean, it was like really good. What was going on? But uh, Doctor Theopolis, I was all offended. Huh. It was bad. <laughs> that disco part was. It was something else. I can but see anyway, it in my head. I can see it uh, in my it was, fucking head. Oh, it was rough. But uh, I'm sitting there in uh, Big Rigs. Yeah. And there's a variety of music that was playing. And I'm sitting there talking to Elle and we're, we're eating this barbecue. And all of a sudden I heard, I was like, am I hearing that right? And it was the Chips theme song. Oh. I'm not kidding you. Like, I mean, it was on someone's playlist. I mean, like, yeah. you know, it was music that they were playing through the thing. And I was like, man, I don't think I've ever been in a place where I've heard the Chips theme song come up. That is <laughs> tremendous. And, and, yeah, I'm sitting there eating my barbecue. You know, and it's, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, that's cool as hell. I was like, this is badass what's going on right now. It was perfect for my, uh, it was perfect for, uh, that's good. Oh. As I, as I'm eating barbecue. Yeah. It's got such a disco thing going with it too. That's the it best did, part. It's just so weird. It was just so random. Yeah. I mean, I'm hearing popular music and older music, and all of a sudden it was like you just threw in chips. I was like, this is so weird. I mean, there's not even any music to it. I mean, not any lyrics to it. It's just, it's all instrumental. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Anyway. So, I swear it was Chips. I know it was. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I've watched Chips so many times in my life that I can't even tell you. Let me see here. No, that's not what I'm looking for. Fuck is that? Ice castles. I'm just yeah. 
What are you doing? I was trying to find a theme song to Buck Rogers. Oh. That's, that's good. got a pretty cool theme. Yeah. <laughs> it all starts off narrative, too, in the beginning. Yeah. You find it? No, I'm not. That's disappointing. I wonder if I... Let me check something here. I'm looking on iTunes. That's that's my problem. Huh? Hey, I was trying to avoid YouTube because you know I don't want to put up a commercial for something. That's a trailer. I don't want that. There it is. Watch the last of America's deep space probes. Aboard this compact starship, a lone astronaut, Captain William Buck Rogers, was to experience cosmic forces beyond all comprehension. Yeah. His life support systems were frozen by temperatures beyond imagination. Ranger 3 was blown out of its planned trajectory into an orbit 1,000 times more vast. An orbit which was to return Buck Rogers to Earth. You have to admit, it's good music. That's that's good shit right there. (laughs) It was good music, dude. It was all right. Yeah, this this one part in Buck in the second one. You have to watch the second episode. But there's this part, and he, he goes, he goes, they, I don't know. The guy's, it's like the original DJ in life. But he's like in behind this big block, and it's these flashing lights, you know. And they have like, it's almost like, um, almost chamber style music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone's doing a dance. like you know, Yeah. And he goes up to him and he goes, you know, man, get down. Just let yourself go. And he starts playing it faster. And he was like, no, yeah. man, dig deep into yourself. Just let go. And all of a sudden, it's like this completely whacked out disco song. I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> you got to watch. It's so terrible yeah. that you have to watch it. Yeah. I mean, like, you have to watch at least the disco scene. What he says to this guy. I'm like, just leave him alone, Buck. I just love it, like, and that show came out like I think like '79, and so like, they had so much faith that like by 1987 we would be sending out deep space exploration ships. Like, eight years later, we're this is what we're gonna be doing, and like, no, yeah, we're still, yeah, I know, we're still on space shuttle shit. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, like, yeah, we're. We're just letting billionaires go up and uh, 
don't even get me started. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't. You can't get me started on that. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, I know, it's just so. <laughs> no wonder people hate America. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're back then, especially your portrayal was Buck Rogers and you're in space, and then, you know, Flash Gordon. <laughs> I mean, like, kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. You know? Not that Flash Gordon wasn't good, I'm just saying. But even in the Buck Rogers, um, so far, all the pirate ships and everything like that, yeah, they're all they're all Asian. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like they have their helmets on. Yeah. Their helmets almost look um, samurai-ish in a way. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, they got a food man on. I mean, like, come on. Like, I mean, give me. Yeah. Give me. Care. Yeah. I think Al Young has several uh, credits on Buck Rogers. Oh. Man. Anyway. Well. Yeah. <clears throat> One last thing I saw. Mm. Apparently, unbeknownst to anybody, they've been making a Predators prequel called Skulls. Okay. It's supposed to take place, like, it's like the first predator that comes to Earth. Okay. And they're taking on, like, the Cherokee. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That sounds interesting to me. It does. It does sound mm-hmm. interesting to me. Like, I, I... I usually like, as long as it's not set in the fucking goddamn desert. Yeah. I usually like I usually like stories like that with um you know Native Americans. Yeah. I do. I like Windwalkers is one of my favorite movies of all time. But like, I, I mean it, like Predators like that franchise where it's like you got the first one and you've got Predators. Uh, well no, you forgot Predator too. Well, no, like, I'm talking about the good ones. Oh, okay. Because there's Predator. Just making sure. Yeah, then there's Predators. Yeah. Which is the Robert Rodriguez one. Uh, and uh, that's about it. And, you know, there's the Alien versus Predator movies, which are pretty good. But, uh, first one was okay. Second one was better. Yeah. But overall, it's like, hmm. This fran- I mean, especially how bad that last fucking movie was. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even see it. It's so fucking bad. And, uh, like, I want to have high hopes for this because, like, it sounds like an interesting concept of, like, you know, let's go back to, like, the first time a predator comes to Earth. You right, know, and it's right, like, right. you know, and you're coming across, like, Native Americans who are, like, you know, the ultimate hunters, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, ooh, that does sound interesting. Right, I think it's going to be done really well. But I'm going to temper my expectations, you know. Watch, we'll watch it, and there'll be just a bunch of white guys in makeup. I'm like, oh man, oh. kidding me. Oh. Can can we get Adam Beach in a movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a 
bunch of Italian guys. The guy can act. <laughs> Get out on beach in the goddamn movie. I mean, like, I would kill for him. I mean, he's a good actor. Yeah. You just put him in. Uh, but, um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, a bunch of Italian guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right, though. I know, I know, I know. What I mean. <laughs> uh. Uh. But I'm interested. I, yeah, I mean, I'm interested. But, like, my expectations are tempered just because of, you know, I've been bitten the ass too many times by this franchise. Yeah. Really, uh, Predator and Predators is probably the best that they've done. Yeah. And, and like, then they just tried to extend it with Alien. I, I think that was sort of successful. Um, they should have just continued on that route. The only, the only thing that worries me, like in all honesty, the only other thing that worries me is, like, because we've been bitten the ass so many times by this franchise, and the last movie was like so fucking bad. Yeah. That they'll give us a great movie, and no one will go see it. Yeah. Like, like, like the last Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. That's a great fucking movie. I mean, that was a goddamn. No one went to see it. Yeah, I mean, it was good. Yeah. God, that movie was good. We were bit in the ass so many fucking times by that franchise. We said no, no yeah. more. I'm, I'm getting out of this abusive relationship. I and can't, uh, can't stand it. Unfortunately, they gave us what we finally wanted. <laughs> yeah. It was a good fucking movie. It should have been the next one. Yeah. It should have been the one to follow. Yeah, it's that good. I mean, it was it was on that same par level as Terminator Two. Yeah. Um, and we finally get it, and then they just nobody's seen it because they throw out so many bad ones. Yeah. I did like the, I I did sort of like the one with uh, Clara Danes in it though. Yeah, three has its moments. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, but I really liked Arnold Schwarzenegger in the last one. Yeah, like I, I really liked I like I like Schwarzenegger in the one before that. Yeah, like you know, it just a, it's like that, that movie suffered from like it was like the great first half of a movie and then a a horrible plot twist for a second half of a movie. You mm. know. Oh. But the one with, you know, I mean, that was the one with, uh, you know, the chick from uh, Game of Thrones. And that movie was just, it was so good to start. And then it, like, just took, like, this giant shit on itself. I know. <laughs> it, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, again, I had high, had high hopes for that because of the cast. Yeah. Like, I really thought, man, this is going to be a good movie. Yeah, like I said, this this last one was bomb. Yeah. So that's because my other concern is like they give us a great a great predator movie, but because we we've been abused by this franchise so much, people are just gonna be like, nah, I ain't ain't doing this again. (laughs) Right. You know. Yeah, this is this too much for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right there. It's the ultimate hunter, right? Yeah. Against the ultimate hunter. Yeah. So. Guess we'll see. We will. We shall see. Yeah. I mean, And dip our toe in the old mailbag. Mailbag. And as always, we have an email from our good friend, Superfan Thad. Thad writes in, hello, my two favorite hosts who like to ride buffaloes in the nude. Mm-hmm. New. I would not ride a buffalo clothed, let alone in the nude. I'm back in Buffalo this week That month long Marion Ross panty collector convention Is going strong I traded two pairs of Marion Ross vintage 1978 panties For one pair of 1959 Vintage Well That's a steal at twice the price (laughs) No we're not getting into that That no. I've been watching Masters Universe on Netflix. It's a good series there, Mr. Smith. Damn it, takes me back to my childhood. I used to take my, my He-Man characters and had no yuckity yuck. I was over Tim's the other day. He was sunbathing nude. He asked Beaver to lotion him up with some cocoa butter. But what he does not know, it was me that had to lotion him up with asshole butter instead. Well, what the hell is asshole butter? That's just (laughs) That doesn't sound... Yuck. I was watching Forrest Gump for the 100th time. Why? (laughs) Yeah, that is a good question. When Lieutenant Dan shows up at Forrest's wedding... No, I no, I am not going to get into that. That's uh, inappropriate. <laughs> I can't wait for Clark's three. Who do you think will make an appearance? Kinky Kelly, Pillow Pants, Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. Who do you think we will see in here? I'm thinking all four. <laughs> Um, I well, I I don't think you're gonna get that, my friend. Um, you got Boo Boo Kitty fucking Jay and Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> now it's time for America's new, new, new favorite segment. Where is Tim? I mean, what is Tim's wiener up to? This week, Tim took his wiener to a Harry Potter convention. Tim's wiener dressed up as Snape. Tim's wiener dressed up as Voldemort. Tim's wiener even dressed as Harry. Have you ever seen a Harry wiener before? 
every time I watch Sean P. Well, that's exciting news. I got to check for cameras. <laughs> Tune in next week to see what Tim's wiener's up to. Okay, time to go. I just got home and would like to get my rod ready for some fishing tomorrow. He said, Rod, I bet you were thinking I, I was going to no, have that platypus peg me or something. Well, actually, I thought you were going to go with some, a joke about Ron Papil and the pocket fisherman. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, Ron Papil died this week. Yeah. 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 The king of the infomercial. And uh, one of his great inventions was, was the, the pocket fisherman. So, so there you go. We have a second email this week, which okay. is exciting. It's from our good friend, the Stork, from the Basadi Geek Podcast. Okay. Yeah, this is very exciting. Stork writes in, "Hey P and P, just writing in to tell you I enjoyed the Indiana Jones rabbit hole last week." <laughs> A big improvement from your usual Star Wars malarkey. There weren't there weren't even too many mistakes. But Sean needs to work on that Connery re- impression. Repeat after me. She shells. She shells. Why does she show? Yeah. Hmm. Keep trying. You'll get there. I, you know, look here, you son of a bitch. They put one of yours in a hospital. We put one in the morgue. <clears throat> to avoid falling into bad habits, here are some other rabbit holes you can explore. Star Trek, the superior space franchise. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. <laughs> the Rock's filmography. It's been a while. Mm. It's been a while. You know, I mean, anytime we can talk about The Rock and the fine films, every year, it's always time well spent. Black Adam's coming. Yeah. <laughs> James Bond. The new flick looks great and will be here before you know it. Any thoughts? I don't have thoughts. I know. Again, much like the Doctor Who <laughs> franchise, you have just given up on Bond as well. I need, I need to get together with you. I need to sit you down and, and get you up to speed here before a uh, uh, time to die. <laughs> I don't you, know. You are missing out. Daniel Craig is amazing. I, I will tell you, Stork, um, I am looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to this since last year. Um, and I believe voiced my dismay in, in March of last year when they started moving these movies around. I was so bummed out. Cause I really, I'm really looking forward to this. I really want to see this movie. Yeah. It's, it's going to be Craig's last, and it's going to be – I got a good feeling. Mm. Anyways, Ian, huh. keep watching the Olympics. Even if your commie partner, commie, excuse me, even if your commie partner is boycotting. Oh, wow. Well, first off, I'm not boycotting. I just don't watch. 
True. I think I have been. I have been watching. Yeah. Like, if I was boycotting, like, I, that's like a protest. I'm not protesting the Olympics. I just find them to be boring as fuck and don't bother with them. Hey, I was watching golf last night. <laughs> they have Olympic golf. Yeah. Individual. Wow. I think they have individual and team. I don't know. There's a lot of Olympic sports that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. Like handball. Yeah. I was like, I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, I mean, there's some wackadoo shit that that's like, you know, I just could, an Olympic sport. I'm watching this handball thing, and I'm like. Eh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get that. Yeah. I I couldn't get it. I just it, it's not like handball like you would like handball. Yeah. It's like cricket sort of. I, I don't know. It's, it's just different. Yeah, I mean there's just a lot of shit that's like part of the Olympics I can give two fucks about. You know. <laughs> Like I said, those long races, I I don't care. But the swimming's been exciting. Like at the end of the day, I, I hope you know the U.S. does well. Like again, I'm not boycotting. Yeah. I'm just as an American exercising my right to choose how I want to be entertained. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing communist about this. This isn't the fucking Hunger Games. You know. Right. I'm kind uh, of excited for the men's skate, men's and women's skateboarding park coming up on the third. Really? Yeah, because that's like yeah, yeah. streets. One thing you get into park, that's when you start getting into. Like, how is skateboarding part of the Olympics? How is handball part of the Olympics? Right. I mean, like, there's a lot of shit that, like, you know, skeet shooting. How is that an Olympic sport? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of energy in the skating. I mean, I would consider it a sport, and I think it deserves its due. Um, yeah, it's called the X Games. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it has its spot. I mean, I think if these other things can have their spot. I right. I get that. Like, it's just, it's that, like, the, 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 pro- the problem becomes this. It's and It's like. It's the way I feel also like about like gymnastics and figure skating and any other sport that like you're judged. Like in many ways that like, you 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 can control everything. You can have an absolutely the the best run you could possibly have it, it but at the end of the day, like if, if you were off by like a half a centimeter, like you you go from like a a nine to a six. Yeah, yeah, you know, or if the you know, the the Ukrainian judge is just feeling surly that day, you know, right, it, right. it's shit like that that like, I just, I I could not like, I need a definitive winner and loser. I get, it. you know what I mean, like that that's, and I'm not discounting them as sports. It's just in my opinion, like I just have a hard time like. Unless you can do that shit, you have no right to judge it. Right. So you're saying the non-judge sports you have more, you feel more so should be in the Olympics than the non-judged. Yeah. Than the judged. Yeah. Because it's up to 
not debate, but what's the word? I don't know. But you know, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I just have a problem with those sports, and I'm not discounting them because, again, I'm not going to watch them anyway. But, like, right, right. that's just something that, that I do have a problem. Like, it's like the people that are judging this have, you know, they can't do that shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it would be like, you know, me walking up to Tom Brady and saying, hey, hey Tom, when you're throwing the ball, you, you got to bring it overhand just a little bit more. Like, who the fuck am I to tell Tom Brady how to throw a football? Right. You know? So, I mean, that, that's not how I feel. Like, I mean, that, that's something completely different, though. But, like... Well, and like, also, too, I think that... I think that there's definitely a problem with judging, um, as we've seen in this U.S. gymnastics thing going on. Um, you know, they're... They kind of fucked with the numbers with with Simone Biles, and it was just kind of like, you know what I mean? And I think that's what really got her. I don't think she's gonna. St- I don't think she's gonna really say anything till after the Olympics are over, and she's gonna. But they're judging their scores aren't reflecting because she's so good that she can bang out high numbers like that. Right. They're so kind of hold her to a higher standard, and that's bullshit. Yeah, and they're fucking with the scores. All right, because the standard is the standard. Right, and it's yeah. that's not right. I mean, if she comes in and blows everybody away, that's just hard work going. Yeah. I mean, she's trained for that. That's what she, and now they're fucking with the scores on. Yeah, I, yeah, I think a, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like, I mean, shit like that that's like, you know, come on, child, please. Yeah, you but know? that's what's been going on. Right, and, I understand uh, that. That's been going on and other sports that are judged you know what i mean so yeah. i don't just trying to even the competition down you know between biles and other i mean that's bullshit i mean she yeah, goes out sports perfect tens all the way around and she deserves that right. now you're fucking with the scores to make it look more competitive and that that's fucked up. right but like like the other side of that though like i mean because like to me like okay so like as a judge, I'm I'm holding her to a higher standard, and because of that, I'm lowering her score because she didn't do as good as I think she can. Whereas, like, you know, if you're the most dominant athlete in your sport, you win. Period. End of story. Serena right. Williams, Tiger Woods, Tom Brady. You know, they win. Period. End of story. There's no judge holding them back because, like, well, maybe it wasn't as pretty as they thought it should be. A touchdown, right. no. touchdown. You know, yeah, the Serena Williams overhand smash is a Serena Williams overhand smash. You know, like that. that there's no judging that. You know, that's, that's, right, that's the same with that's the same with swimming too. Yeah. You know, if, if you're just faster than everybody, end the story. You know, Usain Bolt was faster than everybody. Right. Probably still is. You know, yeah. it's just that's so that's the judgment. Like he crossed the finish line first. Doesn't matter if he crossed it like. With you know, ten lengths between him and the next person, or one length, he crossed the finish line first. End the story. Right. You know, that's that's the problem. So like, yeah, I mean, there's no end of story apparently with these gymnastics. Right. Or any of these others like like diving, like any of that shit that like you know where like judges are making that determination because it's like, man, I was like I I watch it and I go well, I don't see the difference. Yeah. You know, but they're like judging like, you know, minute centimeters like you know 
oh, he was off by this much, or, you know, oh, look, his leg wasn't quite straight enough, or this person, there was a little, oh, look at that, little skip at the end, that, that, that that's a half a point deduction right there, you know, shit like that, it's like, get the fuck out of here, they just spun in the air four times in a row and landed on their feet, <laughs> kiss my ass, right. you know, so... So, I mean, if that is the reason for her, you know, dropping out of all these individuals as well as the team, I get it. Because, I mean, I get why she's doing it. I mean, in a sense, because, I mean, it's like you're scoring me unfairly. You already have the cards counted against me going in. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, from that aspect, I get it. From the other aspect, I'm on the other side of the fence saying, you know, do the best you can with what you got and don't give up. You know what I mean? But, you know, maybe it's playing a mental havoc in her. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But I understand, like, if you're not going to judge me fairly on what I'm doing, then this shit's rigged. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I I don't think I'd participate in a rigged competition either. That's fucked up. Right. You know what I mean? And there's been all this talk about her mental health and stuff like that. And I, I get that. And, like, I think I mean, this this is the way I have to approach it. This is this is what's really hard for me. I remember years and years ago, like I think it was Roethlisberger's third season, maybe a second season. I can't remember. And uh, he got crushed in a game uh. and got taken out. And uh, he practiced all week, and then like. The Friday before the next game, he kind of came out like, I'm not playing. I don't feel right. Something's wrong with my head. And, like, they they talked to, like, uh, it, was like it was like a Sunday night game, too. So they, they, they talked to Heinz Ward the Saturday before the game. And he's like, he's a fucking pussy. Is that what he said? Yeah, basically. Like, he's like, you, know, you need to suck it up. You need to get in the game. You practiced all week. You're fine. Suck it up and get in the game. You know? Because that's the mentality, like, that's the sports mentality. Right, right. right. You know, I mean, I, I've heard people talk about, like, you know, the Carrie Shrug situation in the Olympics, at, you know, a number of years ago where, you know, she did that vault on that bad leg. Uh-huh. And, uh, like, they're saying, like, you know, she shouldn't have done that now. Like, it, like we, back then we looked at it, this amazing heroic moment, and now we're questioning it because we're questioning everything that we we've done you know like it was it's a shame it you know she was her coach forced her to do that and, and and shit like that and it's like you're right you're probably right but like i have that mentality of are you hurt or are you injured because if right. you're hurt you can still play yeah, yeah if yeah. you're injured you're of no use to me right right you know and that's that you know that's the difference like you know i was hurt i was never injured you know i cracked mm. my ribs i played an entire season with cracked ribs i was hurt i wasn't injured should i have right. played that season that way should i have sat out a few games probably but that wasn't my mentality and right. that's the way a lot of people were. That's the way Heinz Ward was at that time. He's he's retracted that. He's like, at the time, I was probably wrong, knowing what we know now about CTE and concussions and everything. But 
back then that was my mentality. My mentality was you suck it up and you fucking play. Right, right, right. You know, so I have a hard time. Like I, I try very hard to understand the Simone Biles situation because to me, there's a part of me that's like you let down your team. Right. You need to step it the fuck up. Right. Are you hurt or are you injured? <clears throat> right. You know, and I get it. Like, they're, they're, like I can't imagine the pressure of being the greatest of all time at your sport at the age of 24. Like, I right. can't imagine the pr- amount of pressure that she's under to to perform. I can't imagine, you know, the things that they went through with the the sexual yeah. misconducts and everything. Like, I, there's a lot of things I I can't wrap my head around. And so her mental health is the most important thing. And I understand that. But I wholeheartedly will admit that there is a part of me that's like, shut up and play. Yeah, no, I get that, especially from a team aspect. Yeah. But uh, but I'm also that, – that that's my generation. Like her generation, like everybody on that team was probably like, hey, we understand. You do what you got to do. You take care of yourself. I'm sure, But if like I did that, my teammates would have ostracized me. Right, right, right. You know, so different sports, different mentalities. I get that, but there's still like that, just that, you know. So there's a. I try very hard to understand something I can't understand. And yeah. At the same time, there's like that, just that part of me is just like, you do what you got to do, you know, but that's probably wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So. So let's get back to Storks email. <laughs> he continues, and Sean, you keep pretending Dune will be good. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be good. It's just nobody will go see it. <laughs> and he finishes with a P.S. I have it on good authority that Super Fan Otter was spotted in Lawrenceville recently. Give that hipster hell for me. Lawrence. Well, I'll let you know. I re- actually reached out to Otter on this. So I was concerned. Like, is this a is this just uh you know Stork trying to be uh the smirch Otter's good name, or uh, did this actually happen? Yeah. So I reached out to Tim, and Tim tells me he was undercover. At a rivetless jean and podcast t-shirt factory for a follow-up podcast times issue. And he says, no, it's fucking Beaver's fault. <laughs> I should have left her for that suggestion. So apparently, there was some place down in Lawrenceville that Beaver wanted to go to. And uh, Tim got dragged along the way. I'm, I'm sure he enjoyed a craft ale. <laughs> Try ordering a bush down there in Lawrenceville. That ain't happening. <laughs> bush. Bush. Anything like that in the proceedings there, sir? Nah, man, I'm good. All right, well, remember there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Uh, you can send us an email like these fine folks have. And that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And lastly, um, 
We are a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give me a Google search. You can find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And la- finally, as always, we want to thank you, dear listener, for checking us out each and every week. <coughs> Can't thank you enough for your support. Um, it means a great deal to us. Yep. And on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. Rest in peace, Dredd.